Week seven Sunday was a wild one. Some Hall of Fame quarterbacks really struggling right now in the 2022 season. The big Christian McCaffrey trade from last week affected both the 49ers and the Panthers, but maybe not in the ways you would have expected as far as final scores in week seven. And how about the Kings of New York still going? The Giants and Jets both victorious. Tons to get to on today's edition of Peacock. And Williams. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Get some questions in uh, from you folks for our Twitter. It's a Wednesday mailbag we've been doing during the season. Uh, Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to start with the old guys. All right. Um, guys that are older than me that are still in the NFL, like Tom Brady, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, my old uh, junior college classmate that i did not know at the time uh, packers falling to the commanders 23 21 we already put the bucks and the packers and teams like this on notice in earlier weeks it's like okay well this trend is continuing too much not to be somewhat concerned i think it's time to be concerned not only about uh the defensive side of the ball that we thought was going to be much better for the packers this year but aaron Rodgers, and it's just not getting better he's got he's got a banged up thumb he's laying on the turf face first to end the football game uh, just dejected after the packers fall to the commanders both teams now three and four on the year 23 21 the final uh Washington over Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, a lot to take away from this game. I mean, you kind of forget what Heineke brings to the table. I mean, he just chucks it up there and doesn't have much of an arm. And you talk about someone that just, you know, is playing by the seat of their pants or, you know, with house money. I mean, and in in a way, it helps the offense. It could have gone worse for him. But Rodgers looks dejected. He looks like a shell of himself. Sometimes the stats don't tell the whole story. And I know that Green Bay's line and blocking is not what it used to be, but this is kind of all I need to know is 12 rushes for 38 yards versus 38 rushes for 166 yards. And with all respect to Gibson and Robinson, the team that doesn't doesn't have the numbers has Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And in the process, Washington holds the ball for like 37 minutes, controls the flow of this game. And Green Bay was winning 14 to 10 at the half and they still didn't run the ball. Like, I I don't know what you expect when the only thing you have going for you are two good backs and you don't use them at all. It, one of the key things when you're watching the Packers is they clearly don't use Aaron Jones enough. Right. Like just simply, simply put, that's it. He's the best weapon they have on offense. They do not put the ball in his hands. He's actually uh, more heavily involved in the passing game than the running game. And he made a tremendous play in the passing game for a touchdown. Right. Yes. Aaron, I mean, A.J. Dillon is fine, 
but you Anytime. shouldn't be giving him the ball instead of, you know, John, th- there are certain right. situations maybe that might fit, but Aaron Jones is a dude and he needs to be featured a lot more mm-hmm. in this offense. That That's one of the keys. Um, there's a vibe that's just off with the Packers right now. Can they Big strengthen time. it out? There's plenty of time, three and four, you know, um, they, they could still rattle off 10 straight wins and, uh, and have 13 wins again. It's, it's very unlikely that they do that, but, and they've lost close games too, you know, that used to be something they were the best in the league at. Right. You yeah. Know? I mean, and I like, I own this Packer defense in every fantasy league because it's littered with first round picks. And I, I like every player on the defense, one sack against the commanders, like not good against the run all year. It's not just Rodgers in the passing game. Everyone just would say, well, Devontae Adams is the reason this team's three and four. I mean, he would sure help, and they probably would be five and two with him, but it's not the only problem. And remember, it, it took Devontae Adams a little bit of time to become that guy mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So I think that's what we're seeing here. Is and I don't know if it's because Aaron Rodgers is such a perfectionist because he threw it 35 times. He didn't throw any interceptions, right? But right. when you only have what, 100 and it was 100 and something passing yards when you threw it 194. I'm looking at, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, a lot of empty calories there. I mean, not big plays, you know, nothing threatening, a lot of short stuff to Jones. At least they used him in the passing game. You know, Lazard's your leading receiver, six for 55. But you know, I mean, Dave Bakhtiari was hurt and, and was mm-hmm. out in this one. They had the rookie fourth rounder, Zach Tom, but Zach Tom gave up zero pressures. So it's not a, a pass protection problem. Maybe the run game is affected there. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I don't really know what the fix is because it should have been fixed already for the Packers. Like I was, I was waiting for that breakout to happen and it's really not happening. No, not even close. And just to be honest, I mean, Washington was the better football team. I mean, they, they just were, yeah. there wasn't really even, you know, much debate on that. It wasn't, boy, they got a bad bounce or missed a field goal or, you know, they got beat. There's definitely a, a rally around Taylor Heineke too. I don't know what it is about mm-hmm. him. I don't know if it's his personality in the locker room or something, but there's a little extra uptick when he's in the game and you see it, especially in short spurts with Washington. We've seen it throughout his career. And then, you know, when, when he has a prolonged starting, uh, you know, prolonged. Uh, it gets uh, exposed. Games, yeah. It gets exposed right. and it doesn't yeah. quite work as well. But, you know, the touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin in this one, you know, Brian Robinson, nice to see him back on the field, 20 carries, 73 yards. There wasn't really anything they did that was like blowing the doors off the Packers, but they were the better team and they came away with the W in this one. Yeah. And you got to give them credit too. I mean, the obvious story is Rodgers, Brady, you know, Ryan, Stafford, these guys look terrible. But, well, other teams take advantage of that stuff too. Well, Tom Brady did have. 100 more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers did, but mustered even fewer points, 18 fewer points in the Packers offense. The Carolina Panthers, the let's pack it in, fire sell Carolina Panthers beat the Buccaneers 21-3. to And if it wasn't for a fourth quarter field goal, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense would have been shut out in this one, Matt. Yeah, I mean, you lose back-to-back games to the Steelers and then this one to what I thought was the worst team in the league going into the week. Uh, that's brutal. I mean, this is another one that looks broken. Um, I keep stressing the run game, but 16 for 46, they haven't run the ball at all this year. And always, always, always Tampa Bay, Todd Bowles defense is great against the run. 173 yards on 27 carries allowed, you know, without McCaffrey, you know, Foreman and Hubbard, you know I mean? That's brutal. I thought Walker played well, you know, well enough. You know, certainly didn't hurt anybody. I mean, he, I want to I, mean, I want to add to that. Walker's yeah. looks 
the like the best quarterback. I was going to say that by a lot the last few couple of years, and especially this year when Walker's come in and, and replaced Baker Mayfield, and then I'll see him in this game. He's been by far the best quarterback for the mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers, but uh, that running game is the one. You trade away Christian McCaffrey, and now Deontay Foreman comes in and runs for 118 yards, almost eight yards per carry. His backup well, it was Hubbard that started the game, but Foreman got more carries, and I think yeah, they were trying yeah. to run with the lead, maybe went a little bit of a bigger back. Um, you know, nine for 63, seven yards per carry for Hubbard in this game. So um, there was like, you know, there was no um, there was no drop-off in the run. No, game. right, I right. wonder if there was such a focus for the Panthers' offense to force – the ball and run the entire offense through Christian McCaffrey that it might even open things up. And I think it did in this game. The offense looked better than it had even with McCaffrey. I think there's some truth to that as well as forcing things to make Baker's life easier. And, you know, Walker's just, Hey, I'll do it. However you want, just give me a shot. You know, I mean, I think there's something to that. DJ Moore actually shows up in this game. You forget what a force he can be. He had a great touchdown. I think we have to mention, though, I mean, Evans dropped a wide-open 70-yard bomb. I mean, that never happened. But again, like the Green Bay conversation, it wasn't like Tampa was the better team on this day. I mean, it wasn't, oh, they had some bad luck. That play was big, but their formula is kind of broken. You know, I mean, they're getting run on now, and they're not running the ball. And it's just a lot to ask from this group. It's... Not a lot of answers right now for the Tampa no. Bay Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers and their Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And there's just if a one figures it out. Which would you pick? I'm still leaning towards Tampa. I would say Tampa because I've seen this group play better already, mm-hmm. and especially with you know the defense and you know a healthy Mike Evans, healthy Chris Godwin, and Tom Brady. Like, how can that not be better than it right, was right. in this game. That's kind of the way I look at but it. Man, I mean, this was a eye-opening loss. Yes. And I'm sure they got a little shot in the arm with Wilkes as a new coach, too. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Give them credit. Yeah, you know. They're, they're, and you mentioned the Panthers were the worst team in the league, and they were playing like it. They didn't have the worst roster necessarily in the league. Oh, I 100% agree. You know, like, um, I think they're in pretty good shape right now. Like guys you mentioned, like Ryan Burns coming off the edge. He had a nice sack in this one. And by the way, teams ap- apparently, according to reports, came calling for Brian Burns. And one team offered two first round picks, and the Panthers said no. So wow. that means he is not on the block. They might be listening on other players, but Brian Burns, if they're going to turn down two first, they're not going to get more than that. Like that's what the going rate is for a star player who, by the way, needs to get signed to a huge contract very soon here in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brian, right. I I think that's the right call. I mean, I guess it depends where those picks are at, but, um, guys like DJ Moore burns, you know, I think you got to be done getting rid of your foundational guys, build around that, build some leadership and chemistry with the team. If there's guys at the end of their contract that you don't plan on resigning, sure. Turn them into picks, but not foundational pieces because they got a lot of draft capital now. And again, I think that's a great job opening. So the Panthers trade away Christian McCaffrey win big. And then the 49ers who traded for Christian McCaffrey and (laughs) he made his debut lose big. We'll get more into Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs putting up 44 points on the San Francisco 49ers and both teams in New York 
again, coming out victorious in week seven. All that and more coming up next. This episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prediction Strike, the world's first sports stock market. You can now invest in professional athletes, just like stocks. It's a lower risk alternative to sports betting and athletes prices move based on performance and supply and demand. Very simple. Let's say you invested in a quarterback like Jalen Hurts even one year ago after he already became the starter, let alone when he was a second round rookie that you thought might not ever become a starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. You'd be up just in one year, 48.2% on Jalen Hurts stock. Maybe not a bigger stock up player in the NFL right now, right? Someone like Kyle Pitts. We expected Matt big things for Kyle Pitts this year. He's down 41% after struggling to start this 2022 season. All athletes benefit too and are entitled to a percentage of their market cap. Unlike sports betting companies and other companies out there that are uh, using the names of the athletes, but, and and using their performances, but the athletes aren't getting paid for it. They are here with prediction strike 2.5% trade fees, lowest in real money sports. You can invest in four sports, not just NFL. There's UFC, NBA, and major league baseball as well. Download the prediction strike app and use code locked for a free share when you sign up and make a first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code LOCKED for a special one-time giveaway. Prediction Strike will choose one person who signs up with the code LOCKED2 and makes a deposit to win 100 free random shares. That could be worth up to $3,000 if you get lucky and receive, like, let's say, one of those Josh Allen shares. Invest in what you know on Prediction Strike, the stock market for sports. Whether you're looking to pop the question, maybe have a milestone moment to celebrate. Let your love sparkle with Blue Nile. Blue Nile can help make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile's already helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. So if you're trying to take your relationship to the next level, maybe pop the question and you want to make that that moment sparkle. Blue Nile's bench jewelers can help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. Or you're just looking for a gift for mom. Maybe you're having trouble. This is where I love Blue Nile is that they have jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find that memorable gift at every budget because I'm terrible at shopping for those types <laughs> of things. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. Save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Promo code Locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. Uh, For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on whatever app you're enjoying this podcast on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. The San Francisco 49ers falling to the Kansas City Chiefs. 44-23, 44-23, Matt. Uh, we did see the debut of Christian McCaffrey. He got in there on the third play of the game, surprisingly, actually, after only being in town for two days and getting in one little walkthrough of a practice. Um, eight carries for 38 yards for Christian McCaffrey. Another couple catches for 24 yards. He looked explosive, made some nice little plays early. Not a full 
you know, not, not a full diet of touches right, right. for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm sure he will be featured very heavily in that offense. Um, and really the offense wasn't much of the problem in this game at all. And they couldn't lean heavily on the running game because they got behind, especially in the second half when the Kansas city chiefs ran up 44 points on the 49ers in this one. And just to me coming away from this game, Matt, and we had talked about it. There's the top three teams in the NFL. It's the bills. It's the Eagles. It's the chiefs. And then there's a tear break. And clearly there's a tear break between what we saw Sunday from the Kansas city chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And if the San Francisco 49ers are all in and they thought they were a running back away, uh, they might've been mistaken. Yeah. And I have seen some, some tweets and articles. See, they shouldn't have went in for McCaffrey. Well, I don't think that is, this is any evidence one way or the other, you know I mean? They're the, the top three thing is very real. I actually think the Niners could compete for that four spot. You know, I mean, I'm not sure who else it is. I mean, we could get to some other teams. I, From what I saw, this was kind of a tale of two halves. It was a very competitive game the first half, not competitive in the second half. But I, I think this is more of a credit to the Chiefs than, you know, a, a really ripping down the Niners. Although you'd expect better, especially from the defense. But Mahomes was amazing. Uh, looked like they rolled him out a lot. You know, they they made things difficult on the um, the Niners' pass rush. You know, Bosa in particular. I thought the Chiefs' O line was game ball worthy as well. You know, we were talking about Brady and Rodgers. You know, looking to get in rhythm. I thought it was great that Juju and Valdez Scantling started to really become contributors. It wasn't just Kelsey and the Pips. You know, and then then the defense closed it out. I mean, Chris Jones is playing at a defensive MVP type of year and doesn't seem to be mentioned in, in that light, but he's been unbelievable. Um, I don't know what negatives there were to say about Kansas city. It's tough to find negatives about Kansas city. They ran yeah. the ball pretty well. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it was everybody involved. Uh, Michael Hardman somehow three touchdowns, a couple of jet sweeps. He was like, I, I almost felt like it was Andy Reed, like, yeah, messing with Kyle Shanahan's like, oh yeah, okay, we'll we'll have our own Debo Samuel just for today. It's going to be me, Cole Hart, <laughs> three touchdowns, a couple of jet sweeps, and and um, yeah, so you know, felt like the Niners got a little bit out coached in this football game. That was the vibe I got from it. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo threw a bad interception, but he did have three hundred yards passing and you know ninety nine point three rating. It, it wasn't awful, but Mahomes on the other side was just a whole lot better. Mahomes even tried to throw the ball to the other team a couple times. One was intercepted, mm-hmm. one was not, but. Well, you just see the the high level of Mahomes. Even if he makes some mistakes, he can make up for it because of all the rest that's going on. And this defense that was one of the best in the league, if not the best through five weeks, banged up. Maybe Bosa and Charvarius Ward and some other players weren't at their uh, you know, 100% level playing in this game, but 423 yards passing for Mahomes, over 500 total yards with another 100 yards, 112 yards rushing on the, on the day for the Chiefs. I mean – it was just scary when you see a, a team like that playing against a team that's supposed to have a really good defense and, 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 and walk away so easily from the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, I just pulled up the team stats and 529 yards from scrimmage is, you know, a, a huge day at the office, but they did it possessing the ball just over 26 minutes too. I mean, mm-hmm. 9.1 yards per play. And frankly, I'm not all that worried about the Niners defense. I'm sure they'll get healthy and be, fine and you know defenses are a little more fickle than offenses in this league but wow i mean that is a efficient efficient offensive performance yeah absolutely yeah so it was the 400 yards passing for patrick mahomes three touchdowns and then the chiefs won both lines of scrimmage and and that was the uh that was the story of that football game okay matt you haven't been ready to say it yet 
And I know it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars are better than they have been the last couple of years. The New York Giants keep winning. They just keep on winning. And they've showed grit. They've shown an ability to come from behind in games. They've shown an ability to go up early and, and, and kind of stay ahead of the sticks, especially with their running back and Saquon Barkley being the main focus of their offense. Six and one now are the New York Giants after going to Jacksonville and beating the two and five Jaguars 23-17. Yeah, and I watched a lot of this. I thought it was a very equal game. Uh, the Giants were the better team. I'm not taking anything away from them, but you could see why the Jags would have been favored or, you know, whatever. Um, talk about efficiency, though. Daniel Jones, as a passer and a runner, third downs, things like that, has just been really efficient. You know, him and Barkley both go over for 100 yards on the ground, and they started to get something out of Wandell Robinson, and Slayton sort of showed up. I mean, that receiving core has been a disaster. I, I thought, you know, Lawrence took a little bit of a step forward. It looks pretty clear that ATN is now the lead back. I think that's encouraging. I feel like there's still an outside receiver away, and that might be, you know, the, the offseason's big project, the team with Kirk. But Kirk and Ingram were okay, and – I, I, I think you just have to take your hat off to this Giants coaching staff of just finding ways to win games. And that's not easy to do in this league. Yeah. Brian Dayball, like by far is, you know, after seven weeks coach of the year in, in my mind. And if they keep going in this direction, then yeah, it's going to be a landslide victory for Brian Dayball. Love what I've seen. Yeah. From him and um, pretty amazing run so far from the New York Giants. And they don't look like they're going to slow down. Anytime soon. Uh, the team, the other team in New York, the Jets are now five and two. We'll talk about them defeating the Denver Broncos. Price picks daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. You're not playing against some huge pool of sharks in some big fantasy contest where you don't even know who you're playing against. Some contestants have multiple entries in there. No. It's mono mono. Prize picks makes projections and you say, "Yeah, I think this guy's going to go more yards than that. I think this player is going to go less yards, less touchdowns, score less than those prize picks projections." It is that easy and it is super fun. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, too. It's not just NFL football, although there's a ton of NFL projections that are fun to play. Uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, uh, college sports, motorsports, NASCAR, tennis, combat sports, MMA, boxing, disc golf, cricket, you name it. You can find the sport and find Price Picks projections on that sport and just go more or less than those projections. Couldn't be easier. Entries made in 60 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals as well and price picks is currently operational in over 30 states and canada download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 price picks will give you 50 more to play with don't forget enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 Matt, it's time to talk about the New York Jets. And they won with the veteran Flacco. Now they're winning with the young quarterback in Zach Wilson. Uh, wasn't a scintillating affair, but 16-9 to coming out with the victory on the road at the Denver Broncos. Jets now 5-2. and two. Broncos in trouble at 2-5. and five. They're in big trouble. And I, I, I kind of like the Giants, you've got to give the, a tip of the cap here to, to New York in that 
going to Denver and winning is tough for a young upstart type of team. It's a brutal place to play. Say what you want about Wilson and the offense and all the things we've gone through, but their defense in Denver is really good. I think both of us picked this to be a very low scoring game. Absolutely came true. You know, they lost Brees Hall in this game, who's been like the foundation of their offense. Elijah Moore was inactive as well. And they found a way to win. And he got to give him credit here. And and it wasn't because Brett Ripien was terrible. You know, I mean, he, he wasn't great, but uh, he moved the football at least. <laughs> yeah, they, they moved the ball a little bit there. Brees yeah. Hall, you know, rips off a 62-yarder, and all of a sudden you see him on a cart. By the way, I, I wonder if you can buy stock in the company that makes carts for NFL stadiums because I feel like there's been more cart usage than I can remember in an NFL season right now with uh, with guys. We're using them for bas- bathroom breaks now, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, why would I walk in the locker room? I could just take a cart. Right. That's uh, Uber. It's pretty amazing. Um, not much else to really comment on this game except for uh, the leading receiver for the Broncos in this one, Jerry Judy, 11 targets. Yeah. Had. Seven catches for 96 yards and has been the the subject of some trade scuttlebutt. And according to Adam Schefter, the Broncos have received multiple trading queries about star defensive end Bradley Chubb and wide receivers, both Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Hmm. Uh, Other teams believe that the Broncos will not sell low, though, on any deal. But that also says that they're listening to offers. So I think that's where out where the Broncos are in a position. uh, And this was even before the game's Sunday. So at, at this point, two and five, Russell Wilson banged up the Denver Broncos might be a team that you can call, but as, as of now, you know, and I, and I think we're, we're seeing this with the, with the, with the Panthers too. And it, just about every team, you know, they're going to ask for too much and then maybe they'll come down on that asking price in the end, but there, it's not a, it's not an eminent situation for the Broncos to trade some players like it was with maybe a couple guys that have already left, uh, the the Carolina Panthers. I don't know how many big deals will come, but there's still some teams and still some players that some teams can call upon if they're looking for help, and the Broncos might be one of those teams. And maybe Elijah Moore's one, too, from this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hamler's made some noise that he's not happy. I mean, gets you know one catch for four yards. I think he could go somewhere else and help the team for sure. Um, Judy, I mean, I'm not giving up two ones for Judy. I mean, he's fine. Oh, yeah, nothing like and that. That's, but. And that, that's what's tough about some of these trades because I'm offering like a two or a three for Judy, and I don't right, think right. I don't know if that's worth it from the Broncos side. And it's pretty much the same for um, Elijah Moore and the Jets. It's like, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll trade a three for him, but I don't want to malcontent on my team either. And you know, the Jets are going to ask for a one. The Broncos are going to ask for a one, and they're not going to get it. So that's mm-hmm. why the trade deadline sometimes comes and goes with a whimper in the NFL. But I'd love to see Elijah or Jerry in Green Bay. That would that would be kind oh. of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry Judy in Green Bay would be very nice. Yeah, you get those sweet feet over there that we saw from uh, from Devontae Adams for yeah, so many yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. But a big win here for the Jets. Defensive slugfest. You knew that was coming. The Jets D is legit too. How did Tua look against your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, in his return after uh, after some about with some concussions and passing protocols and getting back in there? Uh, fantastic to start the game. They just drove right down the field against the Steelers, and that was really the well it was one of the differences in the game was their fast start. You know, they scripted plays really well. Apparently, had a real good feel for this defense, but Steelers really clamped down on them. They they were very good against Hill and Waddle passing these guys off, not giving up the big play. Didn't have any pass rush on Tua. He didn't take hits, but he really 
and I'm not looking through this with Steeler lens. I mean, a huge thing of this game was interceptions in that Kenny threw three, two of which were his fault and bad late in the game, learning experience type things. Two didn't throw any, but I counted four, and if I really want to be generous, five dropped interceptions by the Steelers. You know, I mean, they, they got the ball thrown. You know, they would have been decent plays, but that was a huge key to this game was how well Miami started. And then the, the overall turnover differential was plus three for Miami, where it easily could have gone the other way, to be very honest with you. Yeah, the drop picks were such oh. a huge impact in this game from the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Uh, real quick, yes or no, does Chase Claypool get traded before the deadline? I I, I would need at least a second. It's kind of that same situation. Like mm-hmm. He's playing better and better. Uh, he's not His contract's not up after the year. Does he have to go? No. I mean, so if you blow my doors off, yeah, I'm listening, but he's going to be here for two more years and then he'll probably be on his way and you'll get a you know comp third. And so I bet not. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Matt and I back tomorrow. Get those Twitter questions in or drop them in the YouTube comments. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.